Hi, you're listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast with Travis and Max. I'm Travis. I'm Max. And we're sitting here once again with uh, owner, president, CEO, tone chaperone of Wampler Pedals, Brian Wampler. Thanks for joining us, man. Sure, man. Anytime. Uh, yeah, so it, there's obviously a lot of things that we, we like to cover on the show. One thing that uh, I think can be traced back to the reason for a lot of this stuff are vintage tones. And with vintage tones comes, well, vintage gear. And uh, the thing that we work with all the time is, is pedals. So that I guess that's kind of where I want to start a little bit. Sure, you know? vintage pedals. Vintage pedals yep. and all the wonderful facets of it. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing that gets me is, well, I mean, that what vintage pedals you know are out there i really like um really i mean there really weren't distortion pedals and overdrives it was mainly just fuzzes right i mean well i mean electroharmonics did um some distortion ish type of fuzzy pedals i guess i mean they had one that was called uh, oh crap i can see the schematic in my head but i can't remember the name of it <laughs> two transistors <laughs> now did that the fuzz face did that predate a fuzz or like uh, their their muff, no. you know, the big muff. I think it was called muff fuzz. It muff. wasn't big muff pie. I think it was called the muff fuzz. But it was more of a fuzz than a distortion. Yeah, but it, yeah, kind of so. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was probably more fuzzy. I wonder. So. You ever think about that? Like, who was the first cat to like, you know, come up with a circuit for a fuzz? Like, I wonder who was the guy. That's like, I wonder what would sound great. Maybe if I could make my amp sound terrible. You know, I don't. I mean, I, I know well from what I've heard. It was, you know. Back then, electronics were way more limited than they are now. Of course. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it, it was pretty, <laughs> it was a pretty unique and cool idea to take a couple of transistors, put them together, and get somewhat of a sound of distortion. Yeah, that you was something I mean? different than you could get with yeah. your guitar. Yeah, now. I mean, there was, you know, there wasn't people doing stuff with a whole lot of, with op amps and that right. sort of thing too awful much with guitar pedals. I mean, it just, it was a whole different landscape. Um, so one thing that, that, that yeah. I think is kind of cool is, Basically, I just you know realized now we're trying to get our gear to sound like old amps and guitar combinations, or just old guitars, or old amps, or old pedals, right. and they wanted something to just sound completely different from what their yeah. amp and guitars could sound like. Well, yeah, yeah, it exactly. just cracks me up. You know, Which, and there's still guys doing that. You got Earthquaker, you got Zvex. I mean, yeah, they're, they're not chasing. They're not cha- chasing Mm-mm. the Tube Screamer curve. Yeah, exactly. The fuzz face curve. Well, you got the fuzz factor, I guess, kind of. But that's such a unique. I was about to say the fuzz factor. You can really do just about anything fuzz with that. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's based on that type of circuitry. But I mean, it's it's not like you're not going to pick it up and be like, oh, that's definitely that Hendrix sound, <laughs> right? Know? Right. I mean, it's you got so many different it's things. Cool to do stuff. With it. But anyways, vintage stuff. Um, you know, I remember like I was thinking the other day when I was seven, I had my very very first pedal. I thought it was that OD250. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. It was an Electroharmonics. Uh, booster, just a trans, just a, just yeah, a, and it plugged right into the back of the guitar. wasn't even like a switch. I remember those, they, just, they, those little modules. Yeah. yeah, they're just little modules you plug into mm-hmm. your guitar and then cord out to your amp. And yeah, there's yeah. one. Um, I'm getting a little off subject, but you know, there's one that I think was made for like steel guitar. Yeah, actually, actually like, there was a, a series of them. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the reason they were in the modules is so they'd stay out of the way because where the input is on the on right. that guitar itself, the steel guitar mm-hmm. itself, but. 
you know, it's kind of hard to get into a Stratocaster because of the way that it is. But right. I've, I had one and I had like a Les yeah. Paul copy or something. That thing sounded awesome. But the Strat would stick out like past <laughs> yeah, the radar. It was, you yeah, know? it was terrible. Or, but, or like a, in the in the a Les Paul or uh, there's an SG that's on the front of the mm-hmm, on the front. So yeah, it would stick straight out. <laughs> 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 like, Look, uh, my guitar's excited. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, and not trying to you know condescend here but a lot of people your age have never seen these things have you ever seen one of course i'm not, I'm not that much younger than you <laughs> well it's the truth though I mean, i'd make fun of you for being old but I know a lot of this was here. before the internet yeah yeah i've heard of that <laughs> exactly <laughs> my dad told me about stories about that exactly but no a lot a lot of people don't know those exist and it you know it's funny i i go to a guitar store a local guitar store and they have a lot of vintage stuff i mean really the only new stuff he carries is like strings and pedals everything mm-hmm. else but um <clears throat> every night i see those come through there all the time i'm like how do you always wind up with this stuff it's awesome <laughs> but, but okay so you know, that was, now was that a fuzz or was it, it was a booster you said. It was, it a, was booster. a booster, but it still got into fuzzy-ish territory. Right. 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 So, uh, then again, there, things weren't really distinguished like light overdrive, medium overdrive. Right. Heavy overdrive, <laughs> crunchy distortion, creamy distortion, dumble tone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, there were no clons back then, <laughs> you know? So, Can we go back so, to that? <laughs> so, so if there's no clons, they're probably all crap then. <laughs> That's right. And underpriced. <laughs> and a price, yeah. but if it's not gold, it's, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Got a goop. Well, see, actually, the the magical dust that you put inside pedals, the mojo, yeah, that wasn't invented yet. So it's because mm. of that gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the thing that I always like is I'm I'm a huge Hendrix fanatic. So the first thing that got me, of course, was the fuzz face, you know, and we. We posted on the Wampler Pedals, I think it was the Instagram page, I can't remember. But it was a picture of Eric Johnson trying out different fuzz faces. Yeah. And I it's think... Like 40 of them around him. Yeah, there was like literally at least 20 mm-hmm. around him. And this, the same pedal, the same circuit, mm-hmm. only one thing's changed in the circuit, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just the transistor, right? Um, Between all the different fuzzes? That he had there, because they were all the uh. fuzz faces. I think for the most part they're all basically the same. There might be like a couple resistor value. See, I don't, I don't follow like all that stuff that much. You know? Right. I mean, if I recall right, just from reading different forms, I think there might there's probably different types of transistors. They, you know, there's like for example in the tube world, twelve AX seven and twelve AU seven. They both do the same thing, but they have different gains, right? Right. So there's all types of transistors that basically do the same thing. But they have all different types of properties among them. So they okay. sound different. They respond gotcha. different. So, I mean, and even among those types, there's good ones and bad ones. Right. So a lot of the germanium stuff that you find now is just old old pieces that no one wanted 20 years ago. Right. You know? List them on eBay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the so sometimes, and that's the truth about it. So mm-hmm. the, there's, those things drifted so far. There's the, the properties of those components could be great or terrible just to be right. so sometimes you really will find a great sounding fuzz face and other mm-hmm. times you'll pick pick another one up and you're like this one is terrible and it could be exact same parts mm-hmm. you know i was actually talking to um and i'm totally name dropping here and he's one of my favorite guitar players and i got a chance to meet him up at a uh, sweetwater but i was talking to carl verhan about that i uh you know let him hear you know the velvet fuzz mm-hmm. that uh that that Wampler you put out and you designed and all that. But, um, 
I let him hear that. And the first thing he said was, wow, it's not like a fuzz face. He's yeah. like, it's like a fuzz face, but it's not like a fuzz face. And because, I kind of looked at because him. Because Dunlop makes fuzz face. <laughs> right, exactly. But he said that like gloriously, like it was like this triumphant thing. He said it as a compliment. He was like, I have a fuzz face. And he says, it sounds good for like the first set. And then after that, it warms up or something. I don't know what's going on, but it sounds terrible after that. And that kind of blew my mind. It mm. was like, really? So, I mean... Early in well, the night, especially germanium, they're really dependent yep. on temperature, yeah. right? So, and he plays with. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I so I read an article of the EJ. Like he freeze him. Yeah, you freeze him. Put him in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unbelievable. Just like yeah. get different tones out of him. Yeah, yeah. And that works until they start warming up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it just yeah. cracked me up. You know, and, and and my first thing is, and I, I hate to make everything about money, but why would somebody spend? I mean. I, I was on G base the other day, mm-hmm. and I saw on there they're going fifteen to two fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for a fuzz face. I mean, they're they're bringing unbelievable well, money. That's supply and demand. Well, and, and I understand know? that completely, but the maybe I'm just a little bit more logical, or maybe I just don't have enough money. <laughs> but my thing is, is like if I could afford to buy four fuzz faces just to figure out because i mean you're gonna have to buy two or three or whatever to figure out which one's the best one and send it back or whatever or you can go out and you can find a new builder that's doing a great sounding fuzz face or fuzz or whatever you want that's i guess i get caught up in some people some people kind of get that um I guess a bit of nostalgia maybe where yeah. you, you spend all this money and, and it gives you like a certain feeling because you're playing mm-hmm. through this old vintage piece of gear. Therefore you play a little differently and it inspires you in a way that a new pedal, right. Kind of like an old guitar in a way or an right. Old I get and, that. And I guess maybe I'm just weird that I, and you know what, I'm a victim to the vintage thing too. Cause I just picked up a, a really, really old guitar. <laughs> and, but the reason I picked up that really old guitar is because it was one of the best playing guitars I ever played. And, it had a re, uh, refret, and it was refretted with these bigger frets. A, a refret of Franklin? What's that? It had a refret. A, re, a, re, a refret of Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, you thought, I you was thought Wampler it. was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, it was, I think it was refretted with jumbo frets, and I'm not so sure that the jumbo frets... It, were around in 1955 so it's like <laughs> good point so i've I played it because i've played it's a les paul jr mm-hmm. and uh I've, I've played other ones and they they were okay sounded good played good but i played this one and for some reason it just spoke to me mm-hmm. and it played like a, a guitar it played unlike any new guitar i'd ever played mm-hmm. so of course i i fell subject to the vintage thing and <laughs> pawned off you know a lot of gear and my soul <laughs> and my wife's happiness. Potentially your marriage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm not joking. She's still mad at me about that. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I, for instance, how long have I had that guitar now, Max? A month? Yeah, about a month. About a month. Okay, did you bring flowers home when you brought the amp home? I've been, no, that's my problem is I get in so much. I've ruined the whole flower thing because I'll, I'll do the thing where you buy flowers for no reason. Uh-huh. So now, like... I'm not going to say it's lost its luster, but it doesn't do so much. It doesn't do so much like if you're in trouble. So you got to up your game, like Italian <laughs> pumps or something. You've already set that expectation. Exactly. Just- so now it's like, you better come with a gift certificate to the shoes place or something. <laughs> but so I bought this guitar, right? And I mean, I traded a lot of gear for it and a little bit of money. And like I said, my, my wife's happiness. Mm-hmm. And just the other day I was playing the guitar and she walks by and 
And I just looked at her, I was like, man, I love this guitar. And it dawned on me, I probably just said, she said, hey, I love you. But, and she <laughs> just kind of looked at me like, well, that's nice, you know, kind of like a little smirk. And I said, you're, you're over it now, right? And she, she seriously looked at me straight in the face and goes, yeah, I'm over it. And then just walked by. I was like, oh my gosh, how long is this going to last? That's smooth. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not expert on on love or anything, but that's that's not smooth. What's, what's not smooth? What, what part of it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but no, she's still mad about this whole guitar thing, man. But well, you should you know, play the guitar. The you have played solved the guitar. If she would just learn to play guitar. Problem solved. You know what? She's had two guitars. That's what it was. One of the gear, one of Pete's gear that I pawned off was one of her Telecasters. You pawned off a Telecast? I'd be mad too, <laughs> dude. It was one of those like it was. Um, oh, what do they call it? It was Vegas Gold Sparkle was the color. Mm-hmm. It was like a '72 reissue deluxe kind of thing. Right. It was a cool guitar, but it had those humbuckers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's all those guitars were like that, but. These humbuckers were so microphonic. Like you tried to play really? with any type of gain, and it was just screeching. It was, hmm. it was an unusable guitar. I mean, who plays clean country licks all the time? <laughs> oh, wait a minute, that'd be you. Not clean, <laughs> yeah, not got, clean. Got a little compression yeah. on there. I tell you what, makes sense. you are the king of the Waniana. The who? The. One again, one again, one again, one again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that one real well too. Yeah, I actually stole that one, but uh, <laughs> told everybody both of Brian's legs. Oh, <laughs> great! Uh, but I completely forget where. Oh yeah, vintage gear. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm I fell victim to the vintage gear. Do you even own any vintage gear? Do I own any? I mean, I know you've played a ton, and I know you've bought and sold it for research, you know, when doing pedals yeah. and things, but... It's probably new I, when I you can't. bought it. <laughs> I mean, like, I have that... So it's vintage now. Do you like? So it's probably new when he bought it. Like, you Are bought you, it new at the store. You're telling me old, aren't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Old By the way, happy birthday, man. Well, His birthday it, yeah. had a I, milestone birthday, yeah, 29. Again, yeah. 29. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> plus, but, 11. <laughs> plus 11. Plus <laughs> 11. But no, man, hey... No, uh, you know, vintage gear, the stuff I have, I can't think of anything I have really that's vintage. I mean, like, I have an old uh, Boss OD1 mm-hmm. that I had since I was, like, 11, you know? Or, yeah. Well, I was 13 or 14, I, get, I think, actually. And I traded out a buddy of mine named Joe Scherfick had a... I know Joe. Had, you know, yeah, you know yeah, Joe. I know Joe. Joe. So Joe, Joe had the OD1, and I had uh, an American medal by DOD. Oh Purple wow, one. dude! American and, it, and he's like, I don't care for this, man. And I, I, and I was like, I don't really dig this one either. He's like, well, Let's just trade. Just trade, you know. So, man, I. It's funny you bring up DOD. You know, I I had a DOD pedal once, and it had like this crackle finish on it. I don't even remember what it was called, but the controls were loud. Oh, that era. But another one, mm-hmm. face, and then grunge yeah i remember yeah that was like uh in the 90s somewhere I remember. yeah yeah, yeah. there's in terrible descriptions oh yeah that <laughs> loud it's, grunge butt face yeah. yeah i always called it the loud hey, loud butt can, face can grunge you, can you turn up the butt face just a little yeah, bit yeah exactly <laughs> loud butt face and grunge i was like man this is a uh, clever marketing <laughs> you know this pedal needs a little bit more butt yeah 
That's a farting noise I like. But yeah, exactly. But it's like, man, this one's this one's farting out too much. <laughs> turn back the butt a little. Yeah, bit. turn back the butt. That beats the sag. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, DoD has had some some really cool stuff over the years and some really bad stuff in my opinion. And you could say, you could say that about any company that's been around I mean, that long. Yeah, I mean, there's there's you know, look at Pepsi Clear. I, I almost put out a, I almost put out <laughs> a bad pedal once. Oh, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. At least you discontinued it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and that's how Travis lost his job. <laughs> <laughs> so this is apparently my last day at work. <laughs> you guys can send donations to <laughs> Max at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, boutique gear. I don't. I mean, I've I've bought stuff just to uh, either out of curiosity mm-hmm. or if I was trying to get a certain tone. And I mean, I can't think of anything offhand though. I'm not. Yeah. I've never realized really one of those guys. Like I'm. I've never bought a clon because i had to have a clon right. i've played clons i've had clonish type stuff before mm-hmm. and it's just i'm like eh, it's okay. yeah it's, it's okay am i going to ever pay a thousand dollars for it only okay. as an investment exactly I, like, I mean but i won't pay a thousand dollars for one of my pedals either right know? exactly i'll just go build it myself exactly <laughs> well i forget what we were talking about one time it may have been real estate but we were having a conversation one time and and we were just talking about you know the economy and mm-hmm. what we thought of it and you know it's one of the conversations we get into on a four or five hour drive or flight to right. wherever we're going and you brought up a good point you're like well would i be better off investing sixty thousand dollars and to land or a dumble right and that, <laughs> i hate to say it but that's a great great question mm-hmm. i mean where we're at now sixty thousand dollars into land which Obviously, that's part of real estate. That would always be better, right? But not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you look at a Dumble. I mean, Groon just had one on his website. $110,000. Right. For an amplifier. Yeah. Dude, this is get a Dumble. And- we could put it in my office. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get two. It's twice the investment. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it just cracked me up, you know. And then that's when I, when, when do you start looking at things and think to yourself, what the, you know, mm-hmm. like that why not just buy the euphoria because i mean here's the deal and and i know i'm shooting myself in the foot when i say this and i probably shouldn't be saying it out loud but do you i'm a fool to think that anyone can tell the difference in the audience most of the people Mm -hmm. you know whether i'm stepping on you know a euphoria or a paisley drive generally not no exactly Uh. you know or if you're playing through a dumble or a 70s silver face twin. Right. You know, with a Zen drive in front of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's yeah. like, I mean, look at... But, but then again, that kind of goes back to the guy that has the Dumble that just make it, the enjoyment feels that he right. gets yeah. out of that is yep. worth that amount of money. Right. And it's kind of like, I've, I've told this to Max before, you know, one of my favorite things to do, and I don't consider myself a great guitar player, but I figure I consider myself, you know, maybe above average, you know, I, I can play a little bit, but you, you know, both, you know, both chords. Yeah, I know both chords, but, but the thing is, is whenever I get good tone, I just want to play an A chord. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. If I have like a magical tone night or something, I'm fine with just hitting a big A chord just and let just it ring and, yeah. and feel it, the vibration. And <laughs> exactly. oh man, exactly. So I get it. Yeah. You know, I totally get it. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, it's that's that's one of my favorite things to do. Just when in, in designing pedals is like A, G, and D. <laughs> so I've become really good at those three chords. Yeah. Real, I can I can nail them every time. You know, it, it's funny, Max. <laughs> we were on a we we were at a show. I believe it was Nam like 2013 winter nam so mm-hmm. quite a while ago and uh another company was like hey brian i really trust your your opinion man i would really love for you to come play my amp and you went and you played the amp it was the guys at imix oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah right. great yeah. guys great amps coolest looking amps i've seen oh, ever awesome yeah. but uh Anyways, they came over and they were like, I really like your opinion on this amp. So you started playing and you guys started going to nerd talk and all that stuff. And I lost interest. And then... Capacitors. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Coupling capacitors. Whatever. (laughs) But... Flux capacitors. Flux capacitors. Yeah. But... And then you're like, I want to hear how this this breaks up. Can you go grab me a a Plextortion? And I'm thinking, sure. And you got there, and you just played those three chords. Right. Three chords. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just remember thinking, man, I had to go all that way to go get a pedal so he could crunch those three chords. And then I asked you about it. You're like, I know what those three chords sound like on that pedal right. through every amp I've ever played. Right. <laughs> You're like, that's, just, that, that tells me all I need to know. That's the thing. That's my reference, you know. Right. So. Well, kind of like um, when we were prototyping pedals this week, mm-hmm. just what, a couple hours ago, right. I would play the same lick. Mm-hmm. five times over again while you're down there tweaking the pedal right. so it's like we all have those those reference licks you know i know your yours is an open e lick yeah, and then max yeah. yeah so it's like that's how we either know and i do the same licks to find out if i'm in tune right you know mm-hmm. cracks me up or i mean you probably do the same thing like when you get a new pedal mm-hmm. you know and you're just kind of getting warmed up to it and you just play those licks over and over because you're used to it exactly you know? it just cracks me and, and that goes back to how certain gear makes you feel mm-hmm. you know and to me you know, old fuzz faces. I've only played one old one, and I'll be honest, I played it through an amp that wasn't cranked up or anything, and I didn't get it. Now I understand that that's not how you're supposed to use it to, you right. know, a fuzz pedal, right. but uh, that was way back. But um, one thing that um, I've always wanted to try is a vintage Univibe. You know, that's that's the tone for me. That's why I play guitar. I don't is understand that tone. why you'd have to. What do you mean? Earthquaker is made the. <laughs> oh, you throw that back in my face, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time that you said you ought to build a Univibe? Oh wait, never mind. Earthquaker did it better. <laughs> I never said that. I told you, I told you a true story here in December. I could probably tell you it was like December fourteenth. It was the middle of December. I just remember that, twenty twelve. Okay, and I said, Ben. You should do a Univibe. And you looked at me straight in the eye, and these, these are words that came out of your mouth. Yeah, I guess I could, but that interests me about as much as eating carrots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's verbatim what you said. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Just in the stuff no. that I play, Univibe is, does not cross my mind. Right, and I understand that. So <laughs> I've been on him. Well, you know this, Max. I've been on him for... Well, since, since then, you've, since you've started here, yeah, since I started here, that was it. Because I mean, that's why I play yeah, guitar. Is your that, interview is like, you know, I don't really need paid. <laughs> if you can just build me a Univibe, <laughs> it's true. But, but no, that. So I've been on you for it, and then he gets mad at me. He, he yelled a grudge because we went to the Nashville Amp Show, and I played a bunch of competitors. You know, 
vibes and i played this one by earthquaker devices called the depths and i i bought it right on the spot and i, I told brian i was like well you don't have to worry about building me a univibe anymore he was like why is that i said well jamie already did it and it's it's awesome <laughs> and so the first thing you did the first, like the, the week later you're like i think i'm gonna do a univibe <laughs> And we still don't have one. It was yeah, a thought. I don't know. I, I heard something out at the uh, out at the barn today that yeah. sounded vibey. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Yeah, it could heard it, too. It, it could be taken places. It's possible that that could be uh, the start of a univibe. Possibly. Can we name it after me? I mean, come on, it's only right. What <laughs> <laughs> <Like> the jackass? <laughs> yeah, jackass vibe. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it, right? So I'll even put a picture of me on it saying jackass if I can have one. With two thumbs up. Yeah. I thought there's already a pedal called the butt face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if I put a picture of it with, with my thumbs up pointing myself saying, who likes this Univide? Huh? Yeah. But, you know, that's another pedal too, man. Like. I, I obviously tried to get you to get one and everything. And I, I really do need to. I need to get yeah, one. But, but have you seen how I much they cost? Really. Yeah, have you seen how much they cost? It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I know I keep coming back to the money thing, and, and I know, like you said, vintage makes people feel good, makes mm. people feel like they sound better. And I will say there, there may be some truth to the vintage pickup thing. Mm-hmm. Man, I, vintage pickups, they, I swear, as a pickup gets older, man, they start to sound better. And it could but, be. I mean... I've never asked, I've never really talked to Seymour about that. You know, I'm sure he'd be the perfect person to really Yeah, talk you to should. Next time you see him, or just text him. You're famous. You have his phone number. <laughs> You're a big deal. Hey, Seymour, I know you have nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, I mean, I have he, a question. he's a good, that's, it's so cool though that you can call that dude a friend. You know, it's well, not, you but know. I mean, if you've ever been to a NAM and mm-hmm. he's the most approachable guy you'd ever want to meet. He totally right? what, like, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, you're a big deal. Whenever I mean, anybody can get their picture taken with Seymour Duncan, right? He's that nice of a guy. But you know, you're a big deal when Seymour Duncan wants to take your picture, right? <laughs> he did. He wanted to take our picture. He was like, Travis, Brian, Amanda, get all in there. Click. I was like, Yeah, we're we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty important. I'll be in your picture, Mister Duncan. <laughs> No, not you, Max. It's okay. <laughs> no, Max, you hold the camera. Okay. <laughs> that was the same night I photobombed George Lynch. <laughs> I was very upset about that. Actually. No one messes with Mr. Lynch. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Lynch. <laughs> you call him Mr. Lynch. <laughs> but, you know, there's a... There's a, there's a ton of stuff with the vintage market that, I mean, I guess, you know, you, you, you do bring some light on it as far as the... Uh, you know, how it makes people feel, how, and then not to mention, you know, some people collect baseball cards, mm-hmm. some, you know, yeah, there's definite gear, clear, easier for me to say, definite gear collectors. Yeah. And like we said, with a Dumble, man, that yeah. could turn out to really be profitable. Yeah. I mean, know? and honestly, like as a, as a guy, when I was just starting building pedals mm-hmm. and I noticed that there were people that were buying them just as collecting, mm-hmm. it kind of irritated me a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it now, but at the time. I was just like, I want you to use it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I and mean, if you don't want to use it, give it to somebody that will use yeah. it. I don't want it yeah. to sell on a shelf somewhere. Oh, well, I mean, you know? there's there's a guy I know that has a has an old Les Paul that I really like. And and it's one of those things that's like, dude, if you ever, and he, he goes through gear quite often. I'm like, 
that's the one. If that's that guitar right there, if you decide to get rid of that, please call me first. Well, I'm never getting rid of that one, man. Okay, that's fine. But if you never do. Mm-hmm. So I'll see him every now and again, and I'll ask him about it. I'll say, hey, man, how's that Les Paul? You know, I ain't played that in six months. I'm like, you want to sell it? Oh, I'd never sell it. <laughs> and it's not collectible. It's a relic. There's nothing collectible about this guitar. But he just loves the way it looks, and he wants Unfortunately, to- that's one of those things I can identify with just because like, I have that Valley Arts, the Brent Mason yeah, Valley Arts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never play it. Not that it's a bad right. guitar. I just, I was a huge Brent Mason fan before, and then I, I actually found one on eBay, believe it or not, because you couldn't find them new anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, heck, and, now you could just call and be like, hey, man, can you give me one of those? He doesn't have any. He doesn't? I mean, no, I mean, he actually let me borrow his for like a year. Well, just ask and say, hey, can I borrow your real 68? It's, it's close. <laughs> say, it's it's not quite a Valley Arts, but it'll do. <laughs> no, actually, I, I mean, honestly, I don't. I've played his real one. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I have the Valley Arts, of course, and totally different. Oh, completely. Totally different. I mean, I've never played his real 68, but I'll never forget we were at the Station Inn, and Brent was... He just got done playing. He set his guitar in a gig bag, set it down by where we were, and he went over and started, you know, just mingling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, and I looked at you and I was like, "Hey, so you remember remember that one time Brent's legendary guitar was sitting right next to me?" And you're like, "Yeah, zip, grabbed it out, and then handed it to me." I was like, "No way, no way am I." So I like literally, I touch, I touched the neck, and I was like, <laughs> and then "That's all I needed." It's just, I mean, he's. It's just a guitar. I mean, as long as you don't like right. it. Right. Is it okay if I take this home and disassemble it? Yeah. Or be like, you ever seen anybody throw a guitar around their neck? <laughs> hey, hey, Brent, bet I could toss a guitar around my neck. There's prove no it. way, Brian. Prove Watch it. this. Yeah, prove it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would not be good. Oh, could you but imagine? Can you imagine the hits we get on YouTube? <laughs> imagine the hits, hits to the, the face. face. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole country music mafia would come after me. And I'm not talking about like the big and rich music mob. I'm talking about like <laughs> the dangerous people. Yeah. Anyone who's ever owned a telecast. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. man. But so, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, the. The cost, and it, those are just some of the things that I think about the vintage gear is, is mm-hmm. you know, the cost associated with, you know, why they're famous, why it's so sought after. And there's or a million who, who reasons. Who played it? Who played it? Famous? Exactly. Steve Ray Vaughan and Tube Screamers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hendrix and Fuzz Faces, yeah. uh, David Gilmore and Muffs and Vibes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that sounds dirty. Muffs <laughs> and Vibes. You guys were talking about earlier, and there's so many jokes. I'm like, no, he'll fire me. If <laughs> Come on, I said vibes, Muffs yeah. and Vibes. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you put your... Muff before, before your vibe. vibe. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, there's a. I think that pedal's called the fuzzy muff. Uh, this is a clean muff. Like, oh, the muff pie. Like, muff pie. Yeah. That looks great as long as it doesn't run out of batteries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the last podcast we did. Yeah, yeah. And then, then iTunes won't let us be. Back. <laughs> <laughs> so actually it might be best to end on that note because i don't know how we're gonna top that to be honest with you but no really brian thanks for being here man Anytime. thanks for kind of giving us some insight on on some things we have coming up too. Little, sure. a couple little teasers you had out there to throw yeah out absolutely um thanks for providing your input max as always <laughs> i agree but no thank you guys for tuning in listening to chasing tone if you guys have any questions or comments or general nonsense you want to throw at uh 
Max or Brian or myself, feel free to shoot us an email at podcast at wamplerpedals.com and we'll get that taken care of and pass to where it needs to go. And, uh, thanks for listening. Where you got me, where you want me.